It's called Uptown Church Real Talk. I have some exciting uh, uh, members today on the panel. I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves. The topic for today is going to be called Love and Basketball. Myself? Yes. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is uh, Pastor Harvey Hester from the great city of Lansing, Michigan. I pastor Family Worship Center Church there. And I've uh, been in ministry, been a pastor since 1986, and been in ministry since 1979. Thank you. Uh, my name is Mr. Emmanuel Barashimano. I'm uh, Assistant of Pastor, Senior Pastor Greg in Upton Church Assemblies of God. And uh, I'm parent of six kids and one wife. Thank you. Well, Javon, Javon Sanders, uh, born and raised in the city of Grand Rapids. Um, don't have a wife or no kids. Okay. I am uh, Yago Williams. I'm a pastor at Resurrection Life Church in Granville. I head up our prison ministry and outreach team. Um, I've been in ministry for 16 years, head of the prison ministry for six years, six, seven years. So it's a pleasure to be here. Amen. Well, let's pray. Uh, Father God, we come before you right now in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father God, for these men of God, dear Lord, that we ask you, dear Lord, that you have your way this afternoon. Father God, that the conversations that we have, oh, Father God, they'll be able to bless other men, be able to bless other relationships, be able to bless the, 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 the children of God by themselves, dear Lord. And, and I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, dear Lord, that you guide us, lead us, give us wisdom, understanding, and all knowledge. Amen. Amen. Well, let's get right to the, let's get right to it. Um, one of the things I wanted to do when um, God gave me the vision for this Facebook Live podcasting was to have real talk. Um, because I, I, I believe that one of the things that we're lacking in the church is real talk. I believe that uh, when people come to church, you know, they see the perfect families and they see the perfect kids and, and, and then they try to emulate that. And that's a false pretense. You know, uh, I was having a conversation with a young man. He said, you know, it's so funny that me and the wife, we argued all the way to church and got to the door and then put our smile on. You know, and, and, and that's real stuff, you see because people don't see that. And so one of the topics uh, that I wanna talk about today because the topic is love and basketball. Uh, love is your love for God. You know, uh, how you navigate your love for God, marriage, children, that kind of stuff, job. You know, uh, I wanna try to keep it real, real simple but serious at the same time. Um, doesn't make a difference who starts. But the question is, how do men of God, or how do we as men of God, balance our love for God with marriage? Anyone? Love for God in marriage. Um, I think that 
if you're approaching everything from God's perspective, then um, that's how you're that's how you're approaching your marriage, and that and that would definitely that filters out everything else, you know, like so. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about like what we were talking about a little bit ago, commitment, and I'm thinking that uh, when you take your marriage vows and you're telling God and her that you're you're in this for the long haul, I'm I'm really seeing the the biblical application of God being with us for the long haul. His commitment to us. His commitment to us was such that he sent his son. Yes. You know, to show how, how serious he was. It, it was, love is not a, a romantic feeling. Instead, it's an action. It's something that you do. It's something that you prove. It's something that you that you uh, put on the line. And I think that God exemplified that, of course, when he, when he sent his son for our behalf. Yes. He sent his son for our behalf. And so I think that that's the that's the that's the picture of what a husband's commitment to his marriage should be that this is worth everything mm -hmm. god showed that he believes that we are worth everything and i'm showing you through his example that you and this marriage this family is worth everything to me okay as a single black man <laughs> that have a job like you do as a police officer how do you balance um, asking God for a wife, mm -hmm. job, mm -hmm. and how do you navigate yourself through that? Um, yeah, that's something that, you know, at a young age, I'm born and raised in the church um, my entire life, but at a young age, I was always taught, uh, pray for your wife. Mm -hmm. um, start young, you know, mm -hmm. um, every day, eggs. Uh, you know, God for uh, the guidance and um, to be the man that I need to be to mm -hmm. actually find a wife. Amen. Uh, Minister Man, as as a husband, right. a father of six children, right. how do you navigate that? First of all, like uh, Pastor said, yeah, Pastor Yago said, so we have to understand first the commandment of God. Because, mm -hmm. like I said earlier, I said uh, the marriage is the constitution made by God. When God made that constitution, we have to obey the constitution of God. Because the Bible said a man has to love his wife. And what the wife want to do? She has to respect his man. But like as many of the givers a lot of responsibility like head the bible says jesus christ is the head of the church and the man is the head of the house is that right pastor mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, like us like head of the houses we have to know how to lead mm -hmm. our family mm -hmm. because first of all when i meet my wife i love her like Pastor says, he gives us example. Like he has a two door. Hey, he said something good make me happy. Say, hey, if you think you want to take my door, you want to be the responsible for that door. Don't yes. 
put yourself in a dangerous situation because God gave him responsibility to to grow up their kids mm -hmm. in the right way. If somebody come in and want to destroy the direction he put in his, his kids, what do you think? Because it's what? Because it's a head. And like me to how you ask me how I handle up all of this, this kid and my wife, I follow the laws of God. I said, I have to love my wife like I love myself. Mm -hmm. If I don't love her like I, self, I love myself, everything going to be bad. Okay. Pastor Esther? How do I balance loving God and loving my wife? Is yes. that the question? Your children, grandchildren? And my children, my grandchildren. As far as my wife is concerned, I've been married 22 years, so um, <clears throat> love changes. <clears throat> it goes from, uh, let's say, infatuation to commitment. There's stages of love. Mm -hmm. And in each of those stages, uh, I think my requirements for my wife kind of changes. So I have to be sensitive to the to the seasons and the timings and different things that are going on. Uh, if I qualify that balance in terms of time that I spend, um, <clears throat> there may be times when I have to spend more time and attention towards my wife, and I think the Lord understands that. And then, uh, depending upon what's going on in yes. life and the situation, as far as with my children as well, um, you know, sometimes I, I, this child may take more attention or time than the others because of certain circumstances and situations. Yes. As far as the balance between that and God, um, the, the, the Bible says that the Word is God, so the Scripture actually tells me how to treat my wife, how to interact with her, and how to deal with my children. And that's the way that uh, I deal with it. And, uh, yeah. and, and I'm going to start back with you on that same note. How, if, if, the, if there's a young man out here this afternoon or whenever they watch this uh, podcast and Facebook Live. There's a young man out here struggling how to deal with disagreements in his marriage or when he has a disagreement with his wife. How would you instruct him? If, he's, if it's a young man is having a disagreement with his wife, I would, I would abs... If it, you know, we're, we're going to always have yes. casual or shallow disagreements. Right. So if you're talking about a casual or a shallow disagreement, um, as, as the brother was saying earlier, you know, patience and commitment. Right. I, I do think there's a difference between patience and intimacy. Being patient and enduring, walking in love, uh, being the bigger person. Uh, if, it's a, if it's a deeper, fundamental disagreement that you have, I would strongly suggest that they get marital counseling. Because you need a referee, you need a uh, an umpire, mm -hmm. somebody that can call some balls and strikes, uh, and make sure you get one that will, and not one of those playing games. Yeah, okay. How would you answer that question? Uh, I think it depends on which disagreement we have with, because we can have a lot of problems. Disagreement for what? You know, because like I said earlier. And that's a lot of men in luck to use this. Said I'm the I'm the head of the house. I did this to be done. 
because we don't have a communication between us. I want to do what I want to do without the opinion of my wife. That can bring disagreement. You know, and maybe wives want to do something without asking me to do it. And when we are in a marriage, we are only one person. Amen. We have to understand that. But we don't have the same thinking. Amen. So when we don't have the same thinking and where we plan to be, because we want to raise our kids mm -hmm. in the way the Bible told us to raise our kids. And we want to prepare the future of our kids. But for that's why I ask you for which disagreement you want to have, because mm -hmm. every time the like pastor said, we want to have disagreements every time in a mm -hmm. marriage. But we want to know how to handle all of that. And where it come from yes. that disagreement from? We want to have a time to discuss about what happened to see how we can have the answer yes. of that disagreement. Mm -hmm. So if we don't have a time, that's why you can see a lot of time and even in the churches there is divorces because we didn't have a time mm -hmm. to see how we can fix this problem. We want to start to bring people in our marriage. Mm -hmm. But you want to remember the marriage doesn't, doesn't be the marriage with a lot of people, it's only two people. Mm -hmm. yes. So when we bring other people in the marriage, I don't think we want to help us if we ourselves, me and my wife, we don't look at the way the situation started and how we can fix it, we want to have a problem. I think the way to fix that, we want to have time and to look the way why, why this happened mm -hmm. and how can we do it. Mm -hmm. um, you, you're not married yet, but um, you've been around people who've been in relationships uh -huh. and I know that you've seen some of the things to do, some of the things to don't. Uh -huh. um, as a young man who is looking for a wife, the question to you would be um, what would be the uh, I don't want to say this, what would be the 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 understanding that you would bring into the relationship if you and your future spouse had a major disagreement and, I, and the man you asked me what would be a major disagreement let's say it's over finances mm -hmm. certainly um i think in in all relationships what i like to do is i like to look at myself um, self-reflect was was is it something that I could be doing differently better um, and then I think um, before I bring it to anybody I bring it to God first mm -hmm. um, talk to God see um, is it anything that he wants me to be doing differently um, ask for guidance um, patience and understanding mm -hmm. Minister Yago the question to you is the same thing. How do you balance that? Your relationship with God and marriage and children. Uh, are you talking about like just how how do I approach my family oh, with God, or, you, or is this the well, disagreements? The, the, with the disagreements. Okay. Um, disagreements. 
I think there's levels, and uh, so like I don't, I don't think that I think disagreements is normal. I mean, you're talking about two people; they got their own childhood, they got their own young adulthood, or whatever. They got their own trauma that that they that they bring to the marriage, intentionally or unintentionally. So I don't, I don't really focus too much on on the disagreements. Those I think are like the speed bumps of life, but. But I think the question is more geared towards a full-on argument. Yes. Full-on argument, all hands on deck. There are marital problems. Yes. Disagreements come and go. She wanted Chick-fil-A. I wanted McDonald's. Yes. I said no cheese on the bird. Whatever. <laughs> but but when you're talking about a full-on argument. Yes. Now those, I think, happen because of unresolved minor discrepancies in the relationship or, or and it kind of builds up. So usually the argument by the time you're at the shouting because I know I know I know I know everybody's a Christian and that never happens, right? <laughs> and you put on you put on your, your plastic face for church. I get it. Whatever. I've been my my wife and I have been together for now 22 years married for coming up on 18 yes so believe it or not we've had an argument or two yes yeah so how do I handle that and what would be my advice to anybody else I would not go and get any kind of advice from anybody that would suggest anything outside of God's word, outside of God's intention for my marriage, or or anybody that has um, divorce in their vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Now, anybody else would do anything else, but I'm talking about as for me in my house. Yes, come on now. So my wife and I have hit rocks, of course. And if this is an argument between her and I, and there's tension in the household, there's silent treatment, there's short answers for this or that. Yes. The person that I'm going to go to, because I'm, I'm, I'm saying that I'm upset with my wife. I'm putting all the blame on me. Mm -hmm. I'm upset with my wife. I don't want to hear anything out of her mouth. Or every time she says something, I'm taking it personally. Yes. And every time I'm saying something, she's taking it personally. So the tension and the divide is gr going greater and greater. Yes. Like he said, I'm taking it to God first. But I'm going to trust that for me, for Yago, I'm in high emotion right now. Yes. And maybe I'm not listening to God. Uh -huh. Maybe I don't want to hear what God has to say. Because right. God is telling me that, right. that didn't you tell me you was going to love her? Mm -hmm. yes. Didn't you tell me you was going to honor her? Why are you Why are you giving her silent treatment for the last couple of weeks? Mm -hmm. That's my daughter. Did you forget she's my daughter? Right, right. Come on. Right. I'm not. I don't want to hear that from God mm -hmm. because I believe I'm right about whatever argument we we've been in. Yes. And if I'm going to stand on the word and be like I'm the head of the household, how come she's not listening? God is like, um, how come you not listening? Mm -hmm. Didn't I call her the weaker vessel? Then. Why are you treating her like she's supposed to be so strong? Come on now. Why don't you extend grace to her, Yaga? Yes. But I'm not listening. So so obviously mm -hmm. God is telling me that, and I'm not listening. 
So somebody that I'm going to talk to is, is probably a very close friend of mine that, that has had these similar issues, but he's been married, like he said, for 20 plus years. Yes. So you know me in the gym, when I was when I was skinny and I walked to the gym, I ain't getting advice from the skinny guy. I already know how to be skinny. I'm getting advice from the guy that's got a 300 pound bench, mm-hmm. 400 yes. pound bench. How'd you get there? Mm-hmm. How'd you get these results? So mm-hmm. I'm looking at the guy that's got 20 plus years of marriage under mm-hmm. his belt. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna talk to him and be like, look, it's been wild at the house for the last couple of weeks. I mean, I'm upset, she's upset. I don't know how to listen to it. Hey, I know more than likely the person I'm talking about is gonna be like, well, did you go to God first? I'm gonna be like, <laughs> did you read the Bible? Or, why you gotta ask me that? So I'm gonna be real with this person on whatever the issue is. And I know he gonna be real with the issue too, as it relates to scripture. Yes. Like, like in what areas are you dropping the ball, Yago? Have you guys talked about this? Do you guys even know this? Da, da, da? And I'm going to be like, yeah, okay. Because this is biblical wisdom that I'm, yes. that I'm hearing. And God has already been trying to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I ain't listening. Mm-hmm. But now that I got this dude on the phone that's like, yeah, here's what the Lord has been, been trying to say. Let me, let me lay this out for you, Yago. You know, so, so my, my thing is always biblical scriptural advice from somebody who's biblically scripturally minded yes first first go to god but like i said in the middle of the argument mm-hmm. i want to be right i want to win this argument i'm living in my pride yes and god is trying to get through to me but for whatever reason i'm not listening so that that's 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 what we talk about the argument we ain't yes. just talking about chick-fil-a versus mcdonald's yes. we're talking about serious mm-hmm. and that's when i have to go back to how, did, how does God see her? Mm-hmm. How does God see this situation? What's my role in it? I'm a firm believer that uh, if the ship is headed towards an iceberg, you can't be yelling at the crew. Amen. You can't be yelling at the crew. Yes. You need to be the one steering that wheel, right? So if some trouble's in the household and all that kind of stuff, I can't be yelling at her. I can't be yelling at the kids. I need to be steering that wheel away yes. from the iceberg. We ain't, trying to, we ain't trying to sink this ship that yes. God has ordained yes. for me to be driving. So of course I pray. Mm-hmm. And of course I'm, I'm, I'm talking to uh, guys that have uh, been in similar situations and sought the Lord over it. Yes. Uh, yeah, and so I've, I've only seen positive outcomes going that way. Amen. Now there's a there's a difference. There's a difference between like like if you got problems with your marriage, there's a difference between griping to your homeboys about the lady yeah. versus saying the exact same thing to somebody that's here to help. Yes. And preserve the marriage. Yes. Somebody that sees your marriage and your biblical commitment as something that you promised God you would see to the end. Yes. And reminding you of that. All that stuff is important, man. Yes. And so I guess I guess I'm sorry it was such a long no, answer. No. But I mean I, I wanna flesh that out because cause like I know I know a lot of people, well, what do you mean an argument? What do you mean disagreement? It's like no 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 no. We talk about the full throttle upset yes. and, 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 yes. and borderline ready to call the lawyers. Yes. I'm done with it, blah blah blah. Well let's get to the heart of it. And the other thing is I really do believe 
that if it's a full-on argument, like I said, those those road bumps in, in, in life, yes, those those traumas that you brought to the marriage mm -hmm. from childhood or what have you, that's the thing that's coming out during this argument. Yes. Now it doesn't sound like it because we arguing about finances, we arguing about our lack of sex, we're arguing about that, but it's like, no, it comes out that way because of all of these wounds that maybe she or maybe he has yet to let God heal. Mm -hmm. So I don't see this argument as a fight between us because what else does the word say? We don't argue against flesh. But, yeah. Amen. Principality, spiritual yeah. realms, all that kind of stuff. So this fight between her and I isn't even about her and I. It's about, number one, the devil can't wait to see us get a divorce. Mm -hmm. yep. mm -hmm. Society can't wait for us to get a divorce. Yes. Right. Society can't wait for, for me or my wife to jump on Tinder or something like that so that they can influence and infect our, our biblical covenant. Yes. A lot of money to be made off of divorces. Yes. So instead, I'm going to see this like, all right, God, the enemy is winning, and he's been winning for the last couple of weeks because we got this silent thing going. God, show me how to break this. Show me how to, how do, how does your miraculous power, your miraculous healing get in the middle of this? Because, no, divorce is not an option. Marital affairs is not an option. The only thing that's an option is this. Uh, I am 100% committed to her. She's 100% committed to me. And our love is solid enough to yes. go through this. Yes. And Jesus said, hey, man, we're getting to the other side of this storm. Amen. Don't worry about it. Why y'all worried about this storm? We, the, the boat, the boat. Ah, teacher, teacher, you don't even, do you even care if we die? Ain't that what they asked him? That's what they asked him. Don't you even care? If we, he's like, how many times must I suffer you? I told you, we're going to get through this. Yes. And so, like, I would suggest, even in that, silent treatment for weeks, we arguing, we fighting, husbands, you, you are charged to love your wife. Text her, hey, even though things are messed up, I know we're going to get through. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. You, you know, I when, think I have a yeah. question on that, uh, yeah. Pastor Iago. Please, uh, please. Uh, please. Yeah, because you did say something good for me, I understand. You said uh, sometimes you have uh, your mission, mission just go up. Yes more than other and you think about you want to go pray yeah. and you don't want to listen to what God want to say yeah. and sometimes you can be real say you want to pray God but God doesn't give you answer or he doesn't give you the answer that uh -huh. you want you want <laughs> what you can do in that time and also you said something you say oh you know the senior pastor here being in marriage for a long time yes, he sir. has more experience yes, for the marriage you want to go ask him something, uh, he give you advice, hey, you go try to do all of that, and you see, but nothing happened. Cut. What can you, what can you do on that time? Easy, and I'm so glad you said that. All right. Because I'm going to throw this out there. Right. I've had people ask me, well, you, you, you're a pastor at Riz, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you can, you can marry us. I, I'm thinking about getting married. I'm like, oof. <laughs> I advise you don't talk to me about marriage. Me and my wife almost got a divorce. We almost got a divorce uh, before I became a Christian. Actually, it, it's a long story, but anyway, we almost got a divorce. Right. So when God came in, I became a Christian, not just fire insurance, 
God forgive me of my sins, I don't want to go to hell. Not that. I'm like, God, I want a brand new heart. I want a brand new everything. And you know this. You've yes. heard it a hundred times. Yes. God showed me a lot of different things that I was ignorant. In, and, I, and I mean not ignorant as in I didn't know. I mean ignorant as in I actively ignored right. his precepts about marriage. And he showed me. You're worth dying for. Is your wife worth dying for? Is your marriage worth dying for? Because you, you told that preacher, that pastor, that minister, that this is worth dying for. This is where I'm planting my feet, and I ain't moving. Okay. So when I get a guy that's like, man, here's, here's the marriage issues, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm, I'm doing all of that. I'm praying. We go to church and blah, blah, blah. And she's still like, well, don't tell me what, what the Bible says that she's supposed to submit. She's supposed to do all of that. Because my question to you is, Jesus said, husband, you're supposed to love her as she, as I love the church. Amen. Right, right, Ain't that what right. we called to do? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So as far as I know, Jesus took the worst beating right. for the church. Yes. Mm -hmm. Jesus was rejected over and over and over for the church. So you mean to tell me y'all ain't having sex? Okay, I get it. You, she keeps turning you down. She got a headache. She's she not in the mood. Whatever. Da, 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 all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And that's where, the, that's where the, the frustration is coming from. For the, for the, mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, I'm starting to like think she don't love me, blah, 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 blah. And so this and that, she's supposed to. How many times did Jesus get rejected by the church? Yes. Did he abandon the church? Yes. Yeah. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, if, if you're telling me that you you jumping through all these hoops, but she's not responding. Um, my thing to you is, you ain't done enough. You ain't done enough. And, and especially when I when I talk to a guy that's married, I think about now when y'all was dating, how many other guys was after her, and you stopped at nothing to win her hand, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know. You know you won a prize. You know you won God's daughter. Yes. Right? right? Right. Okay. She was worth dying for then. She was worth competing for then. Yes. How come she's not anymore? And also, in this fight, in, the, in all of this other stuff, have you asked God, what's going on in her heart? Yes. Have you asked God, hey, God, you know what? Lord, will you do me a favor and heal her heart? Heal whatever's going on in there. Whatever she's, whatever she's fighting with, and it's coming out this way, because because that guy that's talking to me, all he's doing is complaining. Yeah. He's complaining. He has no empathetic heart to his towards her. Right. He has no no. And, and, and there, there's a, there's a, and this is quite fresh. There's a couple people that I'm thinking about. Right. You know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And so so when somebody's like, hey, you know, Yago, we we want to get married. Da, 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 I'm like this. Yeah, I don't know if you see it the way I do, because. This is something, there's so many non-negotiables that I see in my own marriage now because I got so close to that divorce thing. I don't think you're going to see it as, as, as hardcore as I do. Because when I read this thing, I'm like, this is quite serious. This is quite serious. Would it say, uh, I, know, I know you guys know better than me, but doesn't it say somewhere in the Bible, husbands, uh, Love your wives or honor your wives that your prayers won't be hindered. That's a Timothy. That's like, oh, you're going to treat my daughter like that and you want me to listen to you? Right, exactly. So I'm like this. I'm like, Lord, all right. So so, so the preacher or the pastor or the, or the counselor, biblical counselor, mm -hmm. 
done, done gave me all the advice and I'm doing it at the house, but I'm not getting the results. Mm-hmm. But did I ask God what his, what his idea was? Right. Did I, did, I, did I do that? And did I do it enough? Because again, what we was talking about, I wish the cameras would have been rolling when we was talking earlier, is when we were talking about intimacy and, and to me, intimacy, and I, I want you to repeat what you said because mm-hmm. I think everybody needs to hear it. Uh, but I think intimacy is the, and I think that it's a Holy Spirit thing, but it's an abnormal understanding of your wife's emotions. And in the heat of an argument, you're not even listening to the, to the emotions, but instead you're listening to the heart of, of where this could be coming from. Right. So you don't take it personally. Right. I, I dropped the ball on I that. I know it sounds like I'm perfect. I'm not. <laughs> and if your wife is watching, she's like this. Um, excuse me. <laughs> He's saying nice, but uh, at the house, it's like. So, so that's why I'm like, I'm, and 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 God does this to me too, you know. And I know y'all don't share the word when 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 you're up there preaching, and God is like, I hope you listening to you, oh, because I'm the one talking. Yes. And so, yeah, you know, and and you know. Um, so I'm sorry, you know, you, you had a really good question. And that's that's what I'm saying, that you can't give up. Right. You can't give up. You're doing what you're supposed to do, and you can't give up. I, uh, I just want to interject this in, in this, because the, when we talk about Jesus, and we talk about, the Bible says that um, God, Jesus, the man, and then the wife, and the Bible talks about that he died for the church. All right. See, and we sometimes as men, we don't understand the, the concept of dying. You know, dying, dying means I'm dying to self. Yeah. You know, um, and, and to give his life for the church is that he did something that was on the cross that he said is finished. And if you want to put that or interject that in relationship. My uh, Uncle Wardell and Aunt Manita, they were married for 69 years. And she went home in his arms. Mm-hmm. That's the definition of it's finished. Yeah. See, we, we don't want to get to that part. You know, I'm, I'm in 90-something years old and I've been married to you for 69 years and the intimacy part of it is is that when I left this earth to go home I left it in your arms see that's the definition of finished I fought the good fight I finished the race but uh, go ahead pastor you have something to say well I uh, I agree with everything that I've heard um because there was there was a time in my life when I pastored 3,600 active members, um, and I used, I was I could just tape what he said, and that was me when I started pastoring, and I still believe it, it, on that level that that everything that he said is the way we should approach it, but. Um, Actual, the laboratory of life forced me to go back 
to the scriptures and I stopped saying certain things. I was forced, life made me say, is, is this what Jesus meant? Let me look at that. Let me look at that because there's different ways of looking at that. You know, I don't start out, even though I think this in my mind and I feel it in my mind, I don't start out telling people that I counsel divorce is no option. I don't start out saying that because in our culture, there's some crazy stuff going on. Um, physical violence. What, what, we, what we don't realize is that when you were describing your situation, you were describing a situation that had boundaries, even though it might have been bad. You said quiet silence in the house. Okay, well, we can deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> this person ain't talking to that person you walk about that's a that's a mature relationship that is a mature godly way to handle a situation be quiet in the house okay we got physical violence we got abuse we got incest uh, going on we got you know I, these are situations that I've actually dealt with not once or twice these are these are prominent things going on in our culture <clears throat> and you don't have to go to that extreme I think that I, I don't think that first of all when I kept going back this bothered me more than I kept going back to what what did Jesus say and I might get in some trouble but I know we're live streaming so we might be talking to some people yes and, and a lot of pastors are going to disagree with what I'm going to say right now <clears throat> but I got to stand before God for myself mm -hmm. Jesus said what God has joined together let no man put us on. Mm -hmm. God ain't joined everybody together. Right. And it's a big difference. You're, if somebody was to ask me, listening to you, I would say, God joined you and your wife together. You know, just because two people get in lust and they're ignorant, they don't know what they're doing, and they go up and say some vows before somebody, that's not God joining somebody together. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, so consequently, you know, when you actually have to deal with a wife where this man is putting his hands on her, right. and you, she's being abused, or the kids are being abused, or right. I've had a situation where, you know, wife finds out, you know, this guy's going out committing armed robberies. Right. <laughs> okay, you know, I don't agree with that. And I think we need to be very careful what we project i'm coming from like a whole nother angle mm -hmm. right because there's some crazy people out here doing some crazy things inside that yeah. house that's right and i personally believe i tell my members and i say this do not use your marriage vows as a handcuff to sit up in that house and do whatever comes to your ridiculous mind to do mm -hmm. because I'm not gonna tell that person to just keep going back in there mm -hmm. because of you know some misinterpretation of scripture in my right. personal opinion. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so be unnoticed. Don't come here with no stupid stuff. <clears throat> I ain't with it. <clears throat> and that's just up front. No, I don't think right. that this person is bound to you no matter what you decide to do. Mm -hmm. Now Amen. when you when you look at what you describe is like my life, his life, normal, you know, there's some boundaries. Sure. I tell, I tell, I tell my husband, I tell my wife, don't step across that boundary right there. I qualify what it is. Okay. Right. Somebody, you leave the house, we don't know where you at for three weeks. Okay. 
Yeah, well, you better go to that church and try that. <clears throat> right. Don't come to. Don't come over here and try that. Right. Three weeks, we don't know where you at. Right. <laughs> you know, uh-uh. Well, don't don't even try three nights. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know where you at. <laughs> uh-uh, because there, there are. We live. We have to communicate to these people some uh, an intelligent representation of things because there are criminals. <laughs> he, he knows. Domestic violence, right. incest, abuse. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I go the exact opposite now. I go the exact opposite when I'm dealing with counseling with people over like that. Look, I'm assuming that there's going to be some insanity, you know, going on. And look, what are the boundaries? These are the boundaries. These are the limitations. You stay in these boundaries. We have a, a good marital situation. Mm -hmm. You decide, you step over these boundaries, you know, you're gonna have a problem with me. Right. As far as a, a counselor. And that's why I said the two things. I was like, one, I don't think this person, not you, but I, when somebody's talking to me about marriage counseling or possibly getting married, I'm like, one, I don't think you see marriage the way I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if they saw it the way I do, all of those things you're talking about ain't even in their vocabulary. It's, it's not even it's not even on the radar. Right. It's not on the horizon. Right. And then two, is like being bound to an abusive marriage. Mm -hmm. Say the husband come in and he's complaining about his wife, mm -hmm. and I'm asking him those scriptural questions. Are this, is this the way you're treating your wife? This is what you're called to do. Mm -hmm. Now, if he's hiding it. And he's like, yeah, I'm doing all, I'm doing, I'm doing everything that thing tell me. But for sure, he is beating her. Mm -hmm. There is incest. There are, he disqualifies himself. Mm -hmm. He absolutely disqualifies himself because that's not the biblical covenant that God promised to her. Right. Yes. To her. You know what I'm saying? God didn't. Oh yeah, can't wait for you to to marry this guy who's going to start beating you, mm -hmm. who's going to start raping you, and and then and then try to clothe it under under some kind of. Uh, marital uh, blessing or something like mm -hmm. that, therefore spiritually abusing the wife and all of this kind of stuff and manipulating the household. But however, when he's, when he's at church, he's, he looks like right, a perfect, right. perfect Christian husband right. bringing his abused wife to, to, right. to, uh, to church. Mind you, these kids have been traumatized by the way this, this man's been treating her. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one of the things that's, that's really great for me and I won't get into it. It, it. The short version of the story is, um, I remember when me and my wife was 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 hitting all the rocks, all the rocks, and it was bad. It was really, really bad. I remember one night in particular where I said something really rough to her, and it was it was bad. It was it was it was so bad. I talked to uh, one of my um, uh, one of my mentors at church about it because this is you know 17 years ago, uh, something like that, and I told him what happened that night and I was like man you know what I was like pastor if we could jump into DeLorean and get to that back to the future moment <laughs> and just fly back I was like I would take you to that night at my at my friend's house when I I, I said this uh to, to my wife and it was so bad and both of us would be like mortified like yeah I go I can't believe you said that I'd be like I can't believe I said that I don't even know that guy anymore he doesn't exist. Like the, the, the renewing of your mind mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. that the Bible talks about. I'm like, I don't even know that guy anymore. So it's like, it, it's a it's a total paradigm shift 
when you doing everything God's way. Because Amen. everything you just described, that husband's not doing that God's way. That God, that so, so what I'm what I'm hearing is uh, Romans chapter seven, where it says that the wife is obligated under the law to her husband. And if she divorced him, she's an adulteress, mm -hmm. right? Right. So what, uh, what I'm hearing is this, is that um, biblically, that if he's abusive, he's uh, in incest and in these other uh, areas in the relationship that she's not bound to stay, to get four black eyes in a week. See, because I have granddaughter and daughters, and I know that uh, I wouldn't want that, period. So how do we, how do we tell someone who is in that kind of relationship that God is not honoring that abuse and that is all right to get out of that abuse mm -hmm. and still hold on to your integrity as a woman. You know, because I've been in that situation several yes. times, um, I've had very, very good results with abusive men. Um, if they come to if they come to counseling, because what I have found, like now I'm 63. If you were to ask me what I want to go back and be young and handsome like this guy, <laughs> he is quite dapper. Yes, he is. Beautiful watch. I would say no, because. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get this around the corner. When I get out of the gas station at Lansing, and I run into the the total sag pants, dreads all over, whatever young man, um, I I got I got something going now because all of them to me are all of them are looking for a father figure yes so before they do anything to me they look in my eyes and see am i am i one of am i a father i have the greatest relationship now um is that um because absentee fathers they haven't been taught they haven't been instructed they haven't been sat down, you know, like you said, non-judgmental, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't kill them, or I don't beat them over the head, I, I show them the love, and I'm like, you know, before we go, my first session to my second session is like, okay, here's five things that cannot ever happen from, from this day forward, mm -hmm. had, had great results. You know, because um, it's, a, it's a complicated kind of a situation. Yes. Um, but personally, here again, I'm going to get myself in trouble. But I mean, like, if a man won't work, he won't be responsible, lights are being turned off, I got, I got, a, I got a list. And it's been developed over, uh, let's see, I started passing from 26 and 63. Just out of the crucible of life. Because I'm dealing with this, you know, these, these, 
these young women are, 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 are looking up to you, right. you know, making life-changing decisions. And I warred back and forth with God. I forged this out of the crucible of life that, you know, right now I got, I start out here. It's like, okay, you know, can you keep your hands off this woman? Come on. Can you, uh, do you have that much self-control? Yes. That, no. that anger management skill? Because if not, we ain't got nothing else to talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, you know, and great results. Some of the, some of the most fulfilling ministry I've ever done in my life. Because I say this, there's no marriage school. There's no husband school. Yes. Yeah, there's right. no wife school. And that's what I try to give them and to, to say, okay, here's how we, how do you handle your anger? Like Greg, like Greg said, walk out the house. You would be surprised. It, it, it breaks my heart how many young black men, especially, they haven't been taught that. I walked, I had a black man come to my house. I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. This, this, I'm going to kill her. And uh, tears streaming down his face, he says, it's about to be a murder. Mm. And uh, I, I just put my arms around this guy's like 6'3", 290, all muscle. I put my arms around him, he just broke. And I said, you know, what is it? Okay, and here again, one of these days, okay, old boyfriend called him looking for his wife. <laughs> called his phone. Right. So I'm saying it's, it's some crazy stuff going on out in the real world. Yes. Like here, you know, we're probably never going to deal with anything like that because of our own, you know, social maturity or development. But it's some crazy things going out there. And you know what? That couple's still together. Yeah. And nobody got killed. And they're doing good. So, you know, even the worst of situations still can be turned around, you know, but that, that fathering, you know, they got to like trust that, you know, you have their best interests and that, you know, you, you know what you're talking about. It's, it's, a, it's an intuitive sense. And, and, you know, that's, that's, that's ministry for me, bro. Can I ask this question then? Um, so then, then it comes down to, being transparent as as men of experience. See, um, you don't have enough time to tell you everything I've been through in my life, but I have life experience. See, and, and, and the life experience uh, sometimes teaches us that we can able, that, that we're able to help the young men mm -hmm. navigate themselves through those hard situations. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, um, in the church, we don't want to be transparent enough mm -hmm. to allow people to know I've been through that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, if I really want to, you know, I, I got married at 21 and I was divorced by 24. Mm -hmm. uh, I got married uh, when I was young out of complete lust. Mm -hmm. That's what it was, mm -hmm. out of complete lust. And in that, in that first marriage, it's, it was, yes, I loved her, I cared for her, all that, but I didn't know how to be a man for her. See, sometimes that part of my experience mm -hmm. 
needs to be to the forefront to a young man because he may love the woman mm-hmm. he may care for her but he doesn't know how to be a man to her mm-hmm. see and 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 because of that i had no one to help me navigate myself into manhood you would say when you're married you should have been a man then no i was a boy marrying a woman if you want to keep it real Mm -hmm. what's the percentage of people that that's the case though that they don't do the due diligence they don't do the preparatory work before they get into that relationship and they don't even really know who who they're married to and then the, the 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 outrageous swings and fortunes of life are going to reveal the disastrous fissures. I mean, I mean, I we 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 can approach it with a, a a veneer of respectability, but the sad thing is, a lot of couples are on the Titanic mm-hmm. and it's leaving the dock, and it's not going to make it mm-hmm. to the other side. That's just just sad reality and you know hopefully some can be helped and some people have you know they, they're, they're in the middle of a, of a horrendous situation then 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 how do we help them see the iceberg using the same technology that, that, that you're saying how do we help them see the iceberg and and uh, I think in the Titanic they hit the iceberg and and they had the big old plank and they was uh, uh, she got on the on the piece of the wood and he sucked down. If you have a them, you can ha- help them avoid the iceberg. Right. First thing I do when I get a couple is I get them separate. Do you want to be married to this man? Yes or no? Continue. Do you want to be married to this woman? Do you love her? Do you want to be with her? Are you willing to be a husband? Are you willing to be a wife? If they both say yeah, now you got a them. Uh, I think I want to say something about yeah. that. Because and nowadays, something I see, like that of men and women, they don't know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're just going by age. Right. They say, oh, I'm older now. I want to be married. I have this age. I need to be married. It is not that. Because the marriage doesn't go to by uh, experience. Marriage go by knowledge. Because you want to know exactly why you want to get married. If you doesn't know why you want to get married, even if you ask him, you need him. Yeah. On that time, like I said, when we meet the first time, I want to love him because I just see the outside. But I don't know what happened in the future. Like you said, like maybe she has boyfriend, but they just break out. We don't know why they just break out. And the man still need her. He wanna still calling it. But when we meet, well she wanna say, okay, I'm good, because we just break with the, the man. Mm-hmm. But when I meet with him, he just say yes. But the man is still loving. Mm-hmm. And then we just engage. When we engage, what happened? Because the man will not stop to call him. So that's why we wanna know exactly. The marriage is knowledge is okay, what? I go do them that house because we want, like I said before, when we get married, we become one person. Mm-hmm. But uh, this time it is not that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, nowadays, 
there is no love around. People just go to the benefits. You see what happened? Because I have a friend of mine, he just gave me a story one day, and that story break me a lot. You just get a woman, get married, you have a son, and you just bring a lady in your house. After that, your wife wanna teach you with your son. And you know that. How you wanna handle that situation? And I talked to the man, he told me, explained to me that problem, and his son told him, hey, I've been with my mom, stepmom, for three years. And I think the son we have is not your son, he's my son. And you didn't know all of that. Hey, man, after that, I talked to the man, I said, are you sure? He said, yes, I'm sure. What I did, because he came to me, explained to me that problem, I said, ah, like a pastor, we know all the situation. You cannot only talk to one part. You have to go on the second person, talk to him to know if exactly. Because sometimes ladies come to me, explain to me this is happening. I have to find his husband first too, to make sure if the tongue is real, is not real. Mm -hmm. And I go to the lady and I talk to her. Uh, you have to be smart to something like that because you want to go something that doesn't respond to you because nobody sent to you to do that. I went to the lady, I introduced myself, I'm starting talking, talking. I just come like, for example, I just talking, for example, this happened. So what can you do? I just changed, I feel like, mm -hmm. you just get married for the man and you come with your daughter. And your daughter after, she come to you, she tell you this, you know, I've been with dad for three years. You see what she wanna give me, like, answer. So to make way, like, you know, like David, when uh, the, the prophets go to the prophet, told him that this is happening, this is what was the reaction of David, so oh, bring me that man. He just told him right away, say, that is you. Because she started telling me how bad she can be with the man. I tell you, so, is she the problem now? Because you keep doing that three years with your husband, and you keep treating your husband really bad. What do you think? You see, that's the problem. We just took one part, but all of us, we don't know if there is men we get abused in the houses too. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I, 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 but for the men, like Pastor said, what can we help these men to go on this? First of all, they want to know exactly why they wanna get married. Mm -hmm. Because if you go there and you don't know exactly where you wanna go, if it's the only sex that bring you in the marriage, the marriage is not by sex. It is not by sex. Because the sex is a pressure only in the marriage. But you wanna know exactly what I wanna do. If you don't know what you wanna do, don't get married. Amen. I think all of this stems from whether or not somebody is repentant. You know what I mean? Like, if they've, if anybody in any of these scenarios have decided to go to God and repent for these sins, and repent it means to turn away from. Not just God forgive me for messing mm -hmm. up, but mm -hmm. but God help me never do this again. Exactly. So yes. so all of this really boils down to, hey Pastor, do me a favor. Talk her into letting me come back home. Mm -hmm. It's like.
Yeah, so it's like we're looking for, it sounds like a scriptural band-aid or a scriptural justification for sin. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, 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 no. Has this husband or has this wife right. fully repented and turned away from this life of sin? Right. Let the doors open for the devil to come in and tempt you, but you still have to say yes to that temptation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, devil's going to tempt you every way. Exactly. Tempts us. Right? Yes. Yeah. We got to say yes. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Um, right between me and the wife. Bang, hit her in the face. Okay. Um, what now? Yeah, do me a favor, Pastor. Talk her back into letting me in. I mean, we go to church here. You know, she kicked me out. That's not forgiveness. It's like, whoa, wait a second. We're way off the rails here. We're way off the rails here. Right. So I think, like, if if we don't have God as the center, repentance as the center, as 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 Jesus Christ and all that stuff, the scripture from cover to cover as the center of any of these marriages, mm -hmm. then yeah, all we're doing is just uh, talking people back into abusive relationships. That husband hasn't repented and decided that he's never doing that, and the wife hasn't repented, so they're never doing that, and that, that they're going to start praying together, seeking the Lord together, and all that kind of stuff. Man, if it's, ain't, if it's not centered on God and His Word and His ordained um, majesty for marriage, then, yeah, these, this, this, this cycle is just going to keep repeating itself. Mm. My wife has a saying about going around that same mountain. Mm -hmm. See? That, that mountain that we go around is that we'll say something here and then we'll, yeah, so you know, um, my, my grandmother, when when I was young, she used to tell me, she said, Greg, you like a deer running in headlights. And I really didn't understand what she was talking about until I hit my first deer. Right. Because the deer stood right there in the middle of the road and watched me. Mm -hmm. And 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 the the pressures of temptation, it'll sit there in the middle of the road and watch you. You you said about uh, forgiveness and 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 God is the center and repentance and 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 sometimes in the in the heat of the moment or 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 in situations it is hard. To forgive, it, it is hard for repentance. And 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 you said earlier that that God is telling you, Yago, Yago, you gotta forgive. And and you're saying, I don't want to. The the part that I believe that God wants us to do as men in Christ is to understand that. He had to learn obedience. The Bible said he had to learn obedience. He had, he had to learn how to go to the cross. Sometimes it's, it's, we have to get to a point that we have to learn our wives. We have to learn our relationships. You and, and Pastor Harry married 22 years. That's a testament by itself. This young man, he's been married 15 years. 15 years and six kids later. Right. That's a testament by itself. <clears throat> this young man is, is, is still praying and asking God to send him his wife. So what did we do here to, 
this afternoon we we talked about the scenarios of relationships the the scenarios of disagreements and and how do we still navigate these things being men of God how do we navigate forgiveness how do we navigate being upset and still loving our wives at the same time how do we put the scripture into play and make it live in our own lives by saying that I, I, I still must die for her how do we reach the end like I was telling you what about my uncle and my aunt 69 years and she went in his arms and that reminds me of the scripture when Jesus said now it's finished See, a lot of us, we, we get into certain relationships and we don't want to finish. You know, we, we, we hit a bump in the road and, and the bump makes, makes you go up high and, and you come back down and you wobbling around a little bit, and, but you don't want to finish. This discussion, the first discussion is, is real talk. Right. And, and and I believe we accomplished that today. I believe we had some real touchy issues and some real moments of discussion. And I thank you guys for for your time coming out this afternoon. Mm -hmm. But if I had to leave with one word and what I heard this morning or this afternoon was that we must have discernment. We must know ourselves. And we have to finish. Finishing the race is hard. There's a comedian. His name was David Arnold. And he passed away, but he had a, a skit that he would always do. And he, he would say that this isn't for the weak. Talking about marriage. Said marriage isn't for the weak. If, if you're weak minded, don't get married. Don't get married. Yeah. If, if you're sensitive, don't get married. Because mm -hmm. she's going to hit all those little spots. Right. And look at you at the same time with those puppy dog eyes and say, Don't you love me? you you the one asked for a wife. How many times have we heard that one? I raised my hand. But God is so good to us that he's given us a position and a voice that I believe that, that doing this, my prayer is that there's one young man or one young lady that is able to listen to us this afternoon and come out with something. Uh, parting remarks. I'm going to give... Each one of you a parting remark. So we'll start with you, Pastor S. <coughs> Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, I think you better go to somebody else right now. Okay, scratch my throat. Um, parting remarks. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. That in my marriage, God has definitely blessed me with a forgiven wife because I, I, I definitely... Um, I'm, 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 I'm the reason why 
our our ship was heading towards that iceberg. And uh, so I'm I'm very I'm very uh, blessed there. But um, as a as a finishing um, word, I would I would I would encourage anybody whose marriage is on the rocks. Please get to to your church and and get to a minister, a pastor that that can speak life into it. And and uh, one of the things that that um that God showed me about if we were in that DeLorean, take it back to the future, in that room, God showed me that um that me and my wife uh well let me see how 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 quite did God put it? It's not that she was fighting with me she was fighting for us and that's that's what i didn't see in that moment yes because i wasn't looking through god's eyes but i see it now and so um what i would i would definitely suggest for anybody is to one definitely repent get out of that that sinful cycle that is destroying or decaying your marriage for sure um get to church find uh, some some marital counseling, biblical marital counseling, where you could be completely open about stuff because trust me, anything that's anything that's that's hidden is just gonna keep on coming about over and over again. Let God get into them 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 spots where the emotional healing needs to take place, where the spiritual healing needs to take place. Let him do that because that's what's gonna solidify your marriage. Um, and there is hope. There is hope. There is hope. Jesus is our hope. Amen. And um, yeah, for sure. I mean, my marriage is a living testament of it, and I'm, I'm very, very, very grateful and thankful to God for it. Awesome. Yep. Uh, first off, pastors, thank you for uh, having me a part of this uh, powerful conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a lot today. Um, but uh, my biggest thing is just keeping God first. You know, He's 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 a uh, um, He's, he's the driver, um, the savior, and uh, so that's what I'm planning to do. Let's do it. Yeah, to me, what I can say, I got good, good blessing, like you said, to my wife. That's mean, like, when we started, we didn't have disagreements in my life, and even now, we still have it. But I know how to handle all of that. And my blessing, because She's a Christian. Mm-hmm. We had a problem before with the finances stuff. She used to use money really bad at that one. I was very upset at that one, you know. <coughs> and but I told her how can we do all of this because I told my family when before I get married, I told them this. I'm just trying to obey the word of God because is this is happened when I get married don't look anything on me because I want to join my body you want to be one like Bible says and everything I want to look for that's want to be for my wife I told them this I don't get married to have a kids if the kids come in that's a blessing from God because a lot of people has a trouble in a marriage because they don't have kids nowadays mm-hmm. oh why you don't give him a kid uh, did you fall that lady because you want to give your kids or did you fall her because of love? That's a lot of questions a lot of people doesn't answer. That's why I said, if you don't know what you want to do in a marriage, don't get married. Because I told this my wife, if God give you kids, these kids, they are not our, our kids. They are kids for God. He gives us only mm-hmm. 
they talk, the responsibility right. to grow up these kids. Because we wanted to say this. I told them, if it's a girl, after some years, she want to get married. She want to go. If it's a man, she want to get married. You want to go. You want to stay together. So everything I work for is for my wife. Mm -hmm. Amen. And one day, I was on a UN mission. You know, when we go on a UN mission, you don't know if you want to come back or no. Mm -hmm. And somebody I want to sign and say, if I'm died, I pass away. Everything they want to pay, you want to come on my wife. And then people are surprised. I say, why do you do that? Hey, hey, I just, what the Bible says, the man want to leave his parents. Mm -hmm. That many has, the, we have to know, like, man, when you get married, you want to be attached for your wife. You know, who is, say, hey, the Bible says like this, if man want to leave his parents, he want to join his wife, they want to become one flesh. So I want to say everything. What I can say on everything we talk, because the pastor said about something, if somebody, a lady, he just get divorced and he get married from someone else, he just did adult. But God told us what can we do. He said, if you want, you can forgive him. He didn't say you want to let him go, you can forgive him. Because when we talk about love, if we go on First Corinthians chapter 13, the Bible says about love. Love cover multiple of sins. Yes. If we are like Christian, we want to know all of that. And love is be passion. When you are a person and you know all of this want to be covered by love, I think we want to win. But when we don't have love and we don't put that action, like love, show the love, the really love, we want to fail. So Amen. be passion and Take all of that happen like it's zero. It's starting by the way you were. Amen. I think we want to move forward. That I can help them for that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ah, thank you. Well, my wife just came in. She looks, she looks young, but she's uh, middle-aged like myself, and she's a great marital counselor herself. Uh, since I brought up all of this negative, I want to close by saying that. Um, very rarely have I seen a, a married couple that didn't want to be together. That both of them, I, mean, I think only really once or twice, that somebody, you know, didn't want to do it. It's a beautiful thing. Some of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced is um, in marital counseling, hearing my wife uh, counsel the women, which she does every day. Uh, it's, 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 it's a very rewarding area. And thank you, Pastor Greg, for, for this. And that's why I love Uptown Church uh, and uh, Pastor Greg because he is a very transparent person. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is a great place to come get counsel, by the way. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I want to close out the uh, same. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, because sometimes it's hard just to be you. But this is what this is all about, uh, real talk at Uptown. It's just being ourselves. Uh, my wife, Mary, and I, you know, we've been married uh, since 2014. And when you talk about the 
the, the relationship of a marriage is that my wife, before she was my wife, pushed me. She kept pushing me. She said, Greg, nope, nope, you don't need this. Let's go this way. And, and because she pushed me, God blessed me. And, and that's something else I want to kind of with a parting shot is men is that when your wives or your or your future wives are pushing you they're not disrespecting you they're trying to make you better mm -hmm. the the bible said that adam and eve and eve was his helper and if you really look into it in that word it also means that eve was her was adam's rescuer so we have to look at it in that context also, is that our wives are there to help us, take us to the next level, rescue us when we fall. We can't allow our pride to get in the way of the rescue. So I'm gonna end here with this panel, with this conversation this afternoon, and I'm gonna leave you with this. Bible says, look unto the hills, where cometh your help, your help cometh from the Lord, the creator of the heavens, the sea and the earth. Whenever we get into problems or times, I'm telling you right now, look unto the hills, where your help come from. David said, but that I've hidden thy word in thy heart that I may not sin against thee. If you've never picked up a Bible before, find one, pick it up, read it. Allow God's word to come into your heart. Allow him to direct you. The Bible says, lean out upon your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. When you, when you feel lost, allow God to direct your path. And with that being said, here at Uptown, our Uptown family, my guest here this afternoon, we thank you for tuning in and listening. Uptown Church, where everyone is welcome. Nobody is left behind. Come and join us on Sunday mornings at 1470 Lake Drive, Grand Rapids, Michigan. We're also live on Facebook and YouTube. We have Bible study on Wednesday night at 630. We started a children's church here at Uptown on Fridays, uh, from the first Friday to third Friday, from seven to 8.30, bring your kids. Let your kids learn about the word of God. Let them exercise and build a relationship for themselves. We also have our Swahili service, prayer service on Saturdays at four o'clock from four to six. We also uh, are engaging in a Spanish prayer service. But we're here at Uptown. We're here to bring forth the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're here for you. And with that being said, I'm Pastor Greg here at Uptown. Have a blessed day.